Welcome once again to the Ramble Room. This is kind of a different edition. Back in July of 2020, while I was a candidate for House District 29 here in Sheridan County, and incidentally, I am again this cycle in 2022. At, th- at this point, the Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce held a candidates forum at the Y.O. Theater. This was relatively near the beginning of the COVID crisis. The budget for Wyoming was facing all kinds of uncertainty. There were dire predictions of massive shortfalls. And the first cry that came out of Cheyenne was, we can't cut our way out of this. This was a perfect opportunity to raise taxes. I was opposed to that. I still am. What follows is my portion of the show. Essentially, the moderator would ask a question, and then i play my response to that. The first thing you'll hear, of course, is an introduction. We all had an opportunity to tell the audience who we were. We were asked some questions then, and we had... I don't remember a minute, a minute and a half, maybe at the most, to respond for several questions. And then at the end, we were able to wrap it up with kind of a final statement. Went back and I listened to that. As I listened to that, I realized that I believe that my principles are based on timeless truths, just like the Republican Party's platform is. It's based on what we call timeless truths. They don't change. So as you listen to this, and I hope that you will, I guess my message today is, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So let's start out with our two-minute introductions, and we'll start out with um, Ken Pendergraf. Good evening. And thanks to the folks that are working really hard to keep this building safe. I appreciate that. I think everybody else does too. I am a third generation Wyoming native. I was raised here in Sheridan. In fact, I sang right there where Mark is sitting. And the lights were even worse that night. I am a a husband of 39 years. I have three kids and nine grandchildren. I'm a combat veteran. I'm a pastor. I have worked in the past in a nursing home for about three years as as one of the managers there. I'm a construction foreman and a partner for the firm that I work for, and they have been very cooperative in backing me and giving me the time and the resources that I need to be able to pursue this endeavor. I attended Bighorn High School for three years. I graduated at Grable. I attended some classes at Central Texas College and also at University of Maryland. I did not seek a degree and I didn't get one. Um, That's okay, my dad had enough for both of us and never used them. I am running because when this COVID thing came out, the first thing I started hearing when the economy tanked was we we can't cut our way out of this. And I don't believe that. I don't believe that for several reasons and we'll get into that as we go. The other thing is that our rights, our First Amendment, our Second Amendment, our Tenth Amendment rights, all of these things are under constant challenge, and I want to make sure that we preserve those. I also am very eager to block government overreach. We have seen it in spades over the last few months, and somebody's got to stand up and say enough is enough. 
Again, our first question, the state general budget deficit for the next two years is estimated between $1.5 billion and $1.7 billion, with $1 billion from general fund and $500 million from K-12. What process would you use to prioritize and identify where cuts should be made to the general fund? We will address K-12 in a later question. Wyoming's government is way too big. It's bloated. It does way more than it needs to do, and it spends far too much money. One of the things that I think we need to do is go back to the basics. We need to go back to the Constitution. We look to see we need to fund education. When we need to do that as efficiently and as judiciously as possible. And then we begin to build from there. And quite frankly, when we run out of money, and then you're faced with what's mentioned in the Wyoming Constitution that says, as the government has means. We have to live within our means. And some of these things, if it continues to get worse, you might actually have to be, depend on some 501c3s, some private companies to come in and begin filling some of the, lap, the gaps that we can't or shouldn't be doing. Our next question, while cuts to state operations have occurred over the last several biennium, the K-12 education funding has continued to increase. Keeping in mind the impact of the Campbell decisions and the re recalibration review occurring this year, what specific areas do you believe should be evaluated for decreasing costs? Six years ago, the Wyoming education budget was about $1.2 billion. Today is $1.8. That's a 50% increase in six years. It doesn't take $2 billion to educate 93,000 students. We don't want to touch the teachers. The teachers in the classrooms, that only represents about 23% of this budget. We don't need to touch that. They're doing a good job. They're well paid. They need to be protected. The problem is that we have layer upon layer upon layer of administrators. It's time to look at those, figure out how we can do that more effectively. It's going to hurt. Some of them are going to have to go out and find other jobs. But I'm quite confident that private schools will help. Our next question, outside of the budget deficit and K-12 funding, what are the three most critical issues facing the state that need to be addressed at the state legislature and why? There's a kind of a growing trend in the desperation of the state to find increased income streams. And I contend that even with this very difficult challenge, we still have more of a spending problem than we do an income problem. We need to consider why it is that the state wants to get involved in private business. Uh, Representative Tass, he, he pointed out a couple things that I was made aware of about going into Hot Springs State Park, running out the, the people that are there, and building a, another Yellowstone. Bad idea. Occidental Petroleum. If two different private enterprises... Thank you. The mineral revenues we have enjoyed for the past several decades are not likely to ever return to previous levels. When will be the time to consider additional revenue streams and what might those look like? If the mentality is that we want this government to remain the same size that it is, or relatively, then ultimately you're going to have to do some other income streams. My view is that, as I stated earlier, this government is vastly too big. It interferes, it interferes in our lives in far too many ways. There are many things that it attempts to do and does poorly. And 
private enterprise can come in and do a lot of things better. If you were just talking a minute ago, John, about uh, how expensive healthcare is, well, government's the reason that's messed up. What we need when things are too expensive is more competition. I hung a 65-inch TV screen the other day. It cost 408 bucks. That's competition. That's free enterprise. Our final question this evening, whether within the legislature or as a citizen, what actions have you taken over the past two years that benefit the area and the citizens of the county? I told you earlier when I introduced myself, I'm a Christian pastor. That's where my focus has been. It will continue to be as much as I can because I believe very strongly in the spiritual health of a community, of a culture. And I have devoted most of my life to that in, in the last 35 years. I've been in and out of ministry many times, have all kinds of experiences from that. And quite frankly, that's where I've focused. So now we will clo do closing comments. One of the things I've learned in life is that all too often the urgent overwhelms the important. And one of the reasons that happens is because we have a tendency to, because of the urgent, neglect the important things and never get around to them. And there's, there's a little bit of an analogy in what we're faced with in, in this disaster. Reagan had it right when he said government isn't the solution, it's the problem. We have become addicted to government. And in order to get clean, it's going to hurt. We're going to go through withdrawal, but we have to. That's what I want to be helping. Government's responsibility is to protect life, liberty, and property. Government's responsibility should be to provide a level playing field for capitalism, for free enterprise, for ingenuity, for all kinds of progress. We are to preserve an atmosphere that is conducive to free enterprise. And when we start dumping taxes on businesses, the Chamber of Commerce, you people know this, you start dumping more taxes on businesses that are already struggling, we're creating a disaster. As I said earlier, what we need to do is go back to the very basics. We need to look at what government has to do, do that well, and then get out of the way. We don't have near enough time to discuss these issues, and the other part of a discussion is listening. As Representative Kenner said, I want to hear what you have to say. I talk to people every day, and some of the things that I hear, some of the concerns that I hear, we haven't even touched on right now, but we will. In these trying times, we know you have options on where to get your information, but we appreciate you and stuff. You can check us out on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Catch us online with CrossCreekMedia.com for more Ramble Room.